0: I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace
1: and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality.
0: Welcome to Life Today Live, I'm Randy Robinson. Great to have you here. And you know, sometimes it's easy to feel like in life, I know I've felt this way at times that you're you're really not where you should be in in your life, whether it's professionally or relationships or lots of different ways. You know, you, you think, you know, I, I I should be at a different place. Well, maybe you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And maybe this is just a season uh, where, frankly, God is, is waiting to see what you're going to do. Today's guest is suggesting that maybe you are right where you belong. That is the name of the book by Heather McFadden, And she joins me to explain that uh, and to offer a little bit of encouragement, perhaps a little instruction. So we appreciate you guys being here. As always, that share button is wonderful to encourage someone else. Heather, great to have you on Life Today Live.
1: Thanks, Randy. Thanks for having me.
0: So this is an interesting one. Um, uh, like I said in the intro, you know, I, I think a lot of people experience you know discontent. I know I have at times in my life, and sometimes that's used to move me to a place that I I needed to be. But what are you exploring in uh, in this one?
1: I think personally, I struggled with the FOMO, the fear of missing out, Mm -hmm. as if wherever I was, there's something better somewhere else. And because of X, Y, and Z, I have missed the boat. I've missed my calling. And I think God has kindly redirected me with a couple of key truths. Mm -hmm. One was if I'm in the middle of his will, I'm never missing out. Mm -hmm. And that's a big statement, right there.
0: Well, right? so I know. So my my, <laughs> my mm is is how do you know? How do you know if you're in this his will? Yeah,
1: this age old question. What <laughs> right. is God's will? Right. right? So yeah. what is God's will? So the other thing was, I had a friend, Cat Armstrong, on my podcast, and she pointed out that really, as believers, we're given one calling, which is to go and make disciples, and where we do that are our various assignments throughout our lifetime. Mm. And so His will, He's He's at work. Do you remember the old Experiencing God by Blackaby? Yeah. The, the yeah. example of Moses and the burning bush and God's at work and he's inviting us into the work he's doing. And I felt like God was saying, I am at work. Mm-hmm. And if you would communicate with me and connect with me, I have assignments for you
2: mm-hmm.
1: where you are and your part is to love me, to listen to me, to be faithful and obedient. And then I got the rest and you won't miss out <laughs> if you do that.
0: Uh, what, what, what did that look like when you had that realization? I mean, there's got to be some practical steps, I guess, uh, yeah. to follow that, right?
1: Yeah, I think another truth he gave me was it's actually in humility that I fill my God-given space. And that came from a quote from a pastor who said that's the expanded Hebrew definition of humility. A rabbi would teach his students to figure out where God has you and to fill that space. Mm. And so I was thinking God-given space, that reminded me of the Israelites and the promised land and the super boring part of Joshua where he's outlining the space for them. Like here's the east side, the south side, here's where each tribe goes. And I think he's given us similar boundary lines that if we ask him, God, show me my boundary line of time, place, wiring, and experiences and how those create a space that you're wanting me to fill.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you brought up uh, an analogy that um, (laughs) is loaded because I think a lot of us think, you know, we have our promised Canaan, our promised Mm -hmm. land, that space that God has given for us, but we feel like we're wandering in the wilderness. Uh, and we wonder if we will ever get there. Um, I don't, what, what do we, how do we know if we're in the wilderness or if we're in Canaan and just don't recognize it?
1: Yeah. I think of these spaces of like the wilderness, the promised land, prison spaces yeah. when the Israelites are in exile
0: captivity. captivity.
1: And in each of those, the key is God's presence is with them when they're in the wilderness. Hmm when Paul and Silas are in prison, what was their response to that place of suffering? They weren't asking, how did we get here? Was this God? Was this Satan? Is God using this? How is he gonna use this hard thing? Which we spend a lot of energy and time doing is figuring out the why of the suffering. Who's the cause of the suffering? Was it my own sin? Was it a consequence? Was it God? Is he, was it the enemy? And Paul and Silas, it was their response that I found the most interesting. They're in the innermost cell, they're shackled. They're probably going to the bathroom on themselves to be really just disgusting. But they chose in that place to praise. They recognized they had a captive audience. They are going and making disciples right there in that prison cell. And we know that the God who was outside of that space can literally move the earth and he caused an earthquake and the prison walls fell but what i found interesting is they didn't leave right away we know they stayed the guard becomes a follower of jesus his family becomes a follower of jesus and they didn't leave until he said go in peace Mm -hmm. and i think what we need to do is focus less on the why we're in that space less on trying to escape it and more on connection with god what do we do with where we are and wait for god's deliverance
0: that's that's uh, that's a lot. It's easier said than done. Sometimes interesting. It's easier
1: said than done, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, but it's interesting also if you look at the Israelites um, who were wandering in the wilderness and not occupying the space that God ultimately had for them. He, as, as you pointed out, he was still with them and still yes. provided for them, uh, and and so I think in some of the dry times, um, there is something to be said about those times as well, because in a lot of ways, it's preparing you for occupying another space more effectively. I mean, isn't there, I think there's a scripture about being, you know, faithful in a little before we're given a lot, you know, um, in our diminished spaces, if it feels that way, uh, or maybe insignificant, if it feels that way, uh, how important is faithfulness
1: just feel like you. we make faith complex. This is not complex. Mm -hmm. God wants us to trust Him. He wants us to use our bodies and the places where He's put us with the gifts and the skills and the perspective and the experiences that we have to be ministers of His grace where we are. Mm -hmm. If you are in a hospital bed, you're still interacting with people. If you are you've lost your job. I, this happened I interacted with someone online and they were like, how can you be this cruel to say that God gave me this space? I'm like, I don't know the cause of your suffering, mm. but you're right now commenting on Instagram. So you have access to the ability to type out words. So even in that space, <laughs> you could choose to go to Instagram accounts and encourage each person. You could choose what you do. You know, have you read the book, a uh, man search for meaning by Viktor Frankl? I have not. It is fantastic. He was a psychologist who ended up in a concentration camp for three years. Mm. And instead of just being a subject of his circumstances, he decided that he would be an objective observer and that he foresaw that one day he would be talking about the psychological impact of what he was experiencing. So instead of being succumbing to it, he said, the last human freedom is our perspective of our experience. Mm. And so we have that opportunity And it is easier said than done. I've walked through suffering. I'm sure you've walked through suffering and we see God's grace is available moment to moment. If we really trust him in the present and don't get ahead of ourselves or don't waste time on blaming God for whatever it is.
0: Yeah. I think the suffering times are the ones where you just want to get out of that space, you know? Uh, And, and I've mentioned this many times, um, but you know, we all know Psalm 23 where we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and there's, I think there's just, I mean, scripture is loaded with meaning, but when you look at that one, you know, suffering, losing someone, uh, that is a valley. I don't think we should ever deny it. Uh, but there's only a shadow if there's a light somewhere. And Mm -hmm. the only way you get out of that valley is to keep walking. Uh, and sometimes we, we just want, you know, someone to beam God to beam us up and get us out of there when he's saying, no, I'm, you need to walk and i'm going to walk with you yeah uh, and so yeah, and david
1: re- yeah david wrote that and he saw like god mm. had given him a promise you will be king mm. samuel anointed his head with oil so that psalm goes on to say i remember yeah there's a future space you've promised me and i'm walking through this now and david had the opportunity to kill saul and he didn't take it he waited for god's deliverance
0: mm. Mm yeah okay so time time is important you talk about these boundaries if you will for your space and there are four of them I'd, i'd love for you to walk through them briefly to give people an idea maybe how to um take this little bit of an abstract idea and and you know bring it into life for them
1: yeah uh we know that god is outside of time but as limited human beings we are bound by time and i think that it's significant that you were born in this time on the history timeline. And yeah. I love to ask people, what's your story? Mm-hmm. What led to you even being here? Your parents, your grandparents, um, your your adoptions, you know, yeah. all of those yeah. things. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, a loaded, I mean,
0: that's a loaded question with me. <laughs> I, but
1: I love it, but I think it's significant and it's God's mm-hmm. hand on all of it to weave what it took for you to exist. Yeah and that's one of your boundary lines and then we can even go in you know you've got god knows how long your life is i'm holding a pencil here right he sees it from beginning to end and you might be right here in this moment and nothing you're going to do is just going to disrupt the ultimate he sees the whole thing at once right and we're just stuck in what we can see i think we have seasons like you said we might be in a hard season now and feels like we've kind of all been in a hard season for a long time about three years but i think we have seasons of going in and out of things, but ultimately I realized one part of the boundary line of time that we really experience God's goodness and grace is the present moment. And how often do we spend the present moment distracted and not even aware of Mm -hmm. the needs of the person right in front of us, the cashier at the grocery store, you know, like how are we stewarding, and occupying the space of the present moment.
0: Yeah. Now that that's a big one. And and uh, to be brutally honest, when you know I had four kids in five and a half years. Oh, bless. Uh, and and we were in our twenties. And by the time I hit thirty, we had all four. And so it was really busy for many yeah. years there. And and as I look back, the one thing you know that I I wished I wish I could go back at times and redo was just that because. When you got all that going on, you know, aside from the past things that you're like, man, I wish I could have done that differently, or I haven't done that yet, or you know, whatever, you got all these future things lined up, and it makes it very difficult to to stop and and go, okay, where am I now? You know, uh, yeah. and I think about you know with my kids sometimes it's like I don't know that I, I don't I don't know that I did a very good job of being present all the time. In fact, I know there were times that. I just wanted to check out because I was worn out, you know.
1: Overwhelming, yes.
0: Yeah. I, I, is, there, is there? You have any tips for getting out of the the things that are just coming at you constantly, and and going? Okay, I, I'm I'm here. I'm going to make the most of this moment because I really think that's a really key thing.
1: Yeah, I am a big fan of spending time with God in quiet moments. And I know I'm a mom of four kids born in six and a half years. And so mm-hmm. I get if you you're get that, I get that that's a challenge. But to make the time to sit with God and ask him, God, what if, what is occupying my mind that I don't, what's something I'm carrying I don't need to be carrying? Mm-hmm. And to bring that to him in a moment of surrender will then make you more available and more present. Because I think a lot of our mental energy is stuck on past wounds Mm -hmm. and constantly the tapes playing from whatever happened to us in our past Mm -hmm. or future worries that God's saying, will you trust me? Will you trust me? I had a mentor who said, there's no grace for your imagination. So there's no grace for this imagined scenario you are stewing over. But when you walk through some of the hardest parts of your life, there is grace for that moment. Mm -hmm. And you will see how God makes a way out where there seems to be no way like the red sea parting when there's an army behind them and a sea in front of them it's like god will do the miraculous but when we when we get ahead of ourselves we get outside of those bounds mentally mm-hmm. um we do miss the present moment
0: yeah i think i think there's an art to learning to rest in the chaos uh, but i think that's <laughs> kind of what it requires to really fully embrace the space you're in and and live in the present and and that's yeah that's um Easier said than done, but I think it can be done with the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. I want to uh, show people the book again. This is right where you belong by Heather Mcfadden. She is also the host of the podcast "Don't Mom Alone." So if you are a mom, you're not alone. You've got Heather with you. You can check that out <laughs> uh, at her website, HeatherMcFadden.com. Uh, one other thing that you do talk about in the book that I think is important because I think we question it a lot is what you call our, our wiring, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how God made us. Uh, and you know, uh, (laughs) that really requires letting God tell us how he made us and not just putting our own tendencies or desires and trying to stick the God label on it. How do you, how do you know how God has actually made you versus some tendencies that may just be selfish.
1: I think I like this question that came uh, from a friend who went to seminary here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. I said that a professor would say, what did you enjoy doing as a child? How did you spend your free time, your play time? That might be a good indicator of a future ministry, something that's hardwired in you. Maybe you lined up all your stuffed animals and you would teach them. You have a teaching gift. Maybe you were always the one organizing your closet or whatever to pay attention and remember what did you love to do? And then also, I really think it's important to what do your friends come to you for? Is there a theme, something they see in you that you're devaluing because it comes so easily to you? And you're spending more time thinking, oh, I wish I was like so-and-so. I wish I had such-and-such. And And it's like, God made you for a purpose. There's a wiring in you, personality-wise, gifting-wise, also spiritual gifts, if you've never taken a spiritual gift inventory. Look those up on the internet. Um, We're promised if we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit that God will show up in a unique way for you and we all come together as one body. And so we need you being you. That's not selfish. That's how the kingdom comes is by you filling your space with your gifts where you are. And uh, I just love that. Like that boundary line of time, the boundary line of place, the wiring and your experiences. What have you walked through? Positive and negative we always think of the negative things but it's like if you had parents who loved each other share that with your friends Mm. because maybe they didn't have that experience Mm. Mm. maybe you have a good relationship with your dad maybe you whatever it is maybe your home you know faith was well presented share that with your friends so that they can see that's an option for them
0: yeah so you hit on the fourth one there and that's experiences and (laughs) I have some really weird experiences. <laughs> Don't label them weird. They're
1: your own unique space, yes, Randy. Oh yeah.
0: oh, yeah. They're unique, all right. You're,
1: you've decided they're weird, but I, I bet they're special. Well, special. You
0: know, here's, here's the thing about it. You, I, you know, and I'm old enough now that, you know, you can look back and at those times that, that at the time you're like, man, this is just useless and pointless and weird. But there's lessons in all of them. The good, the bad, and the weird. Yeah. Um, how do we, how do we sort out the, the lessons and go, okay, I don't know why I'm getting, I'm getting this experience, you know, I don't know why I'm having to go through this hard time, but I'm going to adjust my attitude, adjust my mind and say, what, God, where are you in this space? What can be learned from that? Uh, I mean, is this, is this possible?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think To me, it's sitting with God, like I said, in quiet. Maybe having a journal there and asking him these questions. God, will you help me draw up where you want me to occupy time? Something unique will pop into your mind related to time, place, your wiring unique, and then your experiences. And you say, okay, you're looking at all of that and you're like, God, what are you asking of me? Are you asking me to pull back a little bit? Are you asking me to step into something? Are you asking me to trust you more with what's outside of this? And I think that is what I love about this framework is it's so bendy and flexible because it's you and God looking at your life. And I want to just present these conversation starters for you and God, because I do believe he still speaks. I don't think we tune our ear to hear him very often. I don't think we bring these things to him. We might talk to seven friends before we ask God. And I don't think we still our hearts and our minds to wait and see what he, the holy spirit brings to mind hmm. that's in line with his truth uh, i don't
0: i don't know your background what kind of church you grew up in um do you, is that something <laughs> you mind sharing i'm just uh, because I'll i don't mind point, but yeah, you okay you i don't up? mind
1: i grew up baptist and non denominational okay but then i be like embrace the holy spirit a little bit more maybe 8 years ago
0: okay uh, not dissimilar So you'll know exactly what i'm talking about because here okay you know, right? I went to Oral Roberts University, and okay. there it was all this you know step out in faith kind of thing. I grew up in Southern Baptist Church where it was you step out of line, God's going to punish you for that. He's watching to see your every mistake, right? If, mm. you, can you relate to some of that? Okay, totally, totally. And and, and so there's this tension, uh, I think, between um, you know when you're looking at the space that you're in, going, okay, I'm. I, 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 I want to be a person of faith and I want to step out in faith, right? That sounds great. But man, I don't want to mess up because uh, I am prone to messing up and I'm imperfect and I've made mistakes in the past and I'm a little afraid that I'm going to get myself in trouble. And so we stay frozen. And I think that's a bad place to be, uh, frankly. Yeah. And I, And I think, I don't think it was intended the way I grew up, but the message that God's just waiting for you to make a mistake I think is the wrong one how do you look at it when you think of okay I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fully occupy the space that God has put me in and say this to this person not knowing if it's exactly the right thing or said in exactly the right way or I'm gonna reach out to this this person who may completely reject me you know how do you how do you take risks
1: yeah I think what I hear you saying is Possibly the church communicated a message of fear mm-hmm. that was related to moral law. Mm-hmm. And this is more, how do we walk in faith with God to do the things that he's doing in the world? So I think of a Moses and him saying, are you sure? <laughs> I don't speak too good. <laughs> right, right. Shouldn't I bring someone else with me? Or they go and they see the promised land. And it's like the 10 spies are like, guys, there's some giants in this land. I don't think we can take them. And Joshua like, we got God remember? Mm -hmm. And so it's this, when fear is in play, when we're fearful, I always think this is not coming from God. Mm -hmm. The only fear is the fear of the Lord. And I think if we are actually sitting with God and listening to his voice and not people, not fear of man or um, this fear of failure or this fear of rejection, but God, I don't know that God will lead us necessarily to places that you're communicating, like the moral law breaking. I know that yes, maybe David ate some bread in the temple he wasn't supposed to eat. Even Jesus broke some rules, but then it's like law could never do what grace could do, right? Hmm. So law is good and we want to do our best, but I even feel like Jesus fulfilled it and like his way kind of trumps some of the things. I don't know, that sounds really, I don't want to be a heretic. But I just am saying, like, I think even when I've met with women and we've talked through this, those fears or those what ifs or the I don't want to take a risk, they're winning over even trying.
0: Right. Right. So uh, let's
1: just try and see. And if he says, murder your husband, let's reevaluate. Well,
0: okay, let's yeah, say. right. Now, I mean, I think there's some obvious black and whites. I mean, yes, uh, written yes. and, and we should know mm-hmm. them, which is why it's important to mm-hmm. word and stick around there. But I think I think of a, a scenario that a little more common where, you know, um, whether it's someone that I, I kind of know or a complete stranger. And, and I think, you know, should I say something about God to them? And then you go oh. with the culture, you're like oh they might be offended you know or mm-hmm. they might take it wrong and well they might but is that should we react to that fear i mean i know god may constrain you at times i i, I there's it's not formulaic I, i'm not trying to put a formula on it but I, it just the, again the older i get it seems like you know i'm i'm less worried about um loving someone imperfectly than i am about just walking right by them. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I think when we are truly occupying our space and we're in relationship with God and our majority of our energy is spent on that, then the overflow of how we love people and let God do his work in their space is really important. Like mm. with our kids, mm-hmm. with strangers, If I see that you're way off track, it is not my full-time job to get you back on track. I can walk alongside you. Mm. If we are in actual relationship, I'm not talking about online.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) right.
1: If you are not in my small group, you do not get access to tell me how to live my life. But you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I, I do. Uh, And you can go back, I think, to the foundation, which is staying close to God so that you know his voice, so you know the voice of the shepherd, and yeah. you can obey when you, when you hear it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, I think there's more grace for mistakes made sort of in the right direction than there is for uh, just freezing up and, and not doing anything at all.
1: Yeah, over yeah. and over in the Bible, lots of mistakes. But God sees the heart and he sees the intention. And if your real heart posture is, I want to listen to God and obey him, I think he's big enough that he can handle your missteps and your mishearing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I do. I do think so. There was a. There, I don't have to make an Old Testament sacrifice because there was one already made, thankfully. Yeah, uh, big one. sacrifice. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. This is the book. Uh, it's called "Right Where You Belong." Heather McFadden is yeah. the author, and um, this has been a wonderful conversation. It, it's. Um, I love just sort of chewing on these things, uh, and I think it prepares us for the doing. You know, it's it's great. Hearing is great, but doing is, is even better. It's the next step. Um, so I appreciate the insight. I want to give you the last word, what you want people to maybe walk away with as they're, you know, chewing on all this stuff. You can tell I'm hungry. I keep using the word chewing. but um, <laughs> <laughs> Starving. What, what do you want people to, as people walk away from this after spending, you know, 25, 26 minutes listening to this. Where do you want them to go?
1: I want to help walk alongside you to bring peace, clarity, and confidence that you are here for purpose, that you haven't missed out, and that is me helping you have a conversation with God so He can ultimately communicate your identity and your worth in His eyes. And so, if if anything, I hope that you We'll move forward and have further, deeper conversations with God and grow in intimacy with Christ.
0: Couldn't say it any better. Thank you, Heather. Um, her book is available wherever you get books now. Right where you belong, and uh, take a look at where you're at right now, and maybe just say, "Okay, Lord, I'm going to belong here, and I'm going to I'm going to hear you and serve you and love others." And I think maybe. It will change your perspective on where you're at and it may move you to another place. Uh so take that encouragement with you. Appreciate you being here. Oh, if you haven't liked so or possible. followed or subscribed, we would invite oh, you God. to do that now. Come back. We've got more for you right here on Life Today Live. We'll Give see you again meal. next time. To choose to choose to choose to It is
2: always possible.
1: Nobody can prevent you from doing the
2: will of God.